You're listening to The Outer Timers, and now here are your hosts, Chief and Ben. Holy smoke, it's the 10th episode of The Outer Timers. I'm your host, Ben. I'm with the big bad Chief. Are you out there, Chief? Whoa, you are coming through loud and clear today. High energy for this show. <laughs> well, it's number 10. That's an, that's an anno, an anniversary. Yeah. yeah, that's it. As the Aussies say. Now, Chief, you did say um, last episode that the landscape of planet Earth was yep. going to be different. Yep. Whoa, disclaimer, disclaimer. Boop, 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 boop. We are recording this, as always, two weeks in your past when this audio hits your ear canal with that goodness. Uh, please bear in mind that we are in your future, which is now your past. Days that, of future past. That's it, you got it. Chief so, Big Bad Wolverine been sent land, back. Well, uh, going, uh, <laughs> yeah, Wolverine, uh, Wolverine <laughs> snarl, snickety snick. Um, <laughs> Snoogans. Snoogans, yeah, I'll watch that and we'll discuss that later. Um, but yes, the landscape has changed. Has it changed for you? No, we're still in lockdown. We're still homeschooling. Uh, just trying to get to Easter, really. <laughs> get Why, some what? eggs. What happens then? Oh, okay, you get eggs. Yeah. <laughs> well, eggs and the kids are off school for like three weeks. Oh, so you'll um, actually d- d- you'll actually uh, ease off on the homeschooling during that period? We will ease off. What we won't do is do a full stop because if we're still in lockdown, the days are kind of strange, so we might as yeah. well just carry on. Plus, I've really gotten into um, maths and yeah. it would break my heart if three weeks of egg eating and they just forget their times tables. Yeah, you know it. So we've got different roles in our house. I'm Professor Forlom. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Deep cut. Deep cut. And um, I'm head of maths, yes. which some will, some people that know me will find that hilarious. I find that funny. <laughs> um, what anyway. Are t- what are you teaching? Two C-3PO's and one R2-D2 equals one Forlom. Yeah, basically. Or yeah. I'm doing like um, bounties for Jabba. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you've got a bounty of 5,000. You've got to get back to Tatooine yeah. in less than 12 parsecs. That's it. And I'm also head of PE. Uh, okay. So we're quite lucky. We've got a big garden, so yep. we've been doing lots of assault courses. I see you've been doing daily well, assault courses. You you stole that from me, my friend, because um, oh, I don't want to say you stole it from me. You're probably doing <laughs> it anyway. But I started doing the obstacle courses, and hopefully by the time this show airs, I will have posted them up. Uh, we're trying to do a semi-daily obstacle course around the garden for the kids. She's four. You know, get her involved. We've got a little climbing frame, and I, it's now getting to the stage where I'm struggling a little bit to come up with y- unique new things every time. But, um, you know, it's good. She enjoys it, and uh, I've seen your videos as well, and yours look pretty, uh, pretty full on. Our house is completely open, so you can actually go around the entire site. Nice. You're right. Towards the end, I mean, it starts off, you're on like a trampoline and you're going over a, a massive box. And then towards the end, you're sort of treading on like weights and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and brooms. Yeah. <laughs> but what I like about your ones is you're like utilizing like little, like mini puzzles. So there's one bit where she has to, she does some pogo sticking or something like that, goes across to a welly boot, has to turn the welly boot around and it's got two chalk numbers on then she has to look at the numbers and then find the flower pots with those numbers on to find the treasure underneath and then take that treasure somewhere else so i'm trying to put little puzzles in as well love it i i I don't want to talk about positives too much because i know that people are in um 
you know, a bad place right now. But yeah. I am finding out of the COVID-19 crisis, there are some good things happening with our family. Just the fact that we're all together. Uh, we've got a newborn. So the kids are experiencing these early weeks yeah. with me and Emma, whereas, you know, normally they'd be at school. There's just also, we've been going for morning family runs. And when you step outside, I don't know what it's like where you live, but there's just this calmness that is palpable. Like you feel it. And I don't know if it's just, but I feel like I can hear birds and things like the streets and there's no cars. The weather has been incredible, hasn't it? And I don't know if that's because there's no planes causing clouds and things. (laughs) Pollution, yeah. We went for a walk today, me and the nipper, because the missus is still self-isolating. She's allowed out after 14 days on Sunday. So she is itching to literally just go down to Sainsbury's and buy a baguette or something. But um, yeah, yeah, we went out today and it was, you know, all quiet. So that was nice. But um, I do like it, but I think I'd rather be at work because, you know... I don't know, cooped up with the family for the whole 24 hours every day is starting to, uh, you know, send me to want to jump off a bridge. But uh, Yeah, I mean, it is going to get like that. It yeah. is. And I do fit like, um, is it a flat? Your te- is it a flat? Yeah, we're in a first floor maisonette. So we're, you know, of, there's a ground floor and a first floor and that's it. And then we have got a garden as well. So we're lucky that we got a garden because those poor bastards in flats with no garden who have to self-isolate if they've got symptoms, you know, I, I feel for them. Yeah, what's just what's incredible is that there's not really anyone else on the planet that can't relate to what you're going through. Like usually when there's yeah. these things happen or it's like a war or it's terrorism, I don't know, it's unique to a specific country, but the fact that it's happening to every country on the planet is bizarre. Yeah. But she the, I think the thing that's getting to the Mrs. and me is the kid has decided all of a sudden she wants to be really fussy with what she eats. So normally she is a power eater i call her a power eater so she has double breakfast every morning and that will be cereal or porridge and then she follows that with either toast crumpet hot cross bun or bagel and then Mm. you know she'll pretty much eat anything but over the last i'd say four days all of a sudden everything that's put in front of her i don't like that i don't like that and now me and the missus come from different schools i am of the school of hard knocks well not hard knocks but old school so if you don't eat your you don't eat your main you don't get no dessert buddy uh, yeah but, you can't say you're full but my, no she's not saying she's full but then, my, my missus my missus is is in the line of okay if you didn't eat your main don't worry you can have that chocolate pudding don't worry so what do you do when you've got two completely different parenting well first styles? thing i want to say chief is unfortunately for you that is got nothing to do with the pandemic that's happening <laughs> she, she is a bang on that age where right. for no reason whatsoever right. they start losing things it's like but hang on you ate that last week so yeah. don't like it anymore yeah and you told me you um, loved it last week oh, dude it's like free fall i mean they start <laughs> off they eat everything that ever exists yeah and then over time they just start losing stuff until they're down to like Toast. I mean, Indy is down to just nothing. I mean, it's unreal. <laughs> Unless it's like pasta, which is just so boring after a while. Yeah. And then you find yourself like cooking so many different meals to 
please everyone. Yeah. Oh. But I, I mean, look, I hoover up anyway. I, so would, if she's... I would stamp it out because it's, I'm telling you, it's horrendous. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. But, you know, the, the missus is, I, I don't know, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? I'm I like, if you don't eat it, you go hungry. That's my motto. Well, when we get Emma on, we should probably get Emma on next week. Yeah. I'll talk to her about it because she says that it's got, there's some science behind it and it's to do with, um, they start getting funny about textures and things don't they right Is yes it? no you, you're bang on there because she does not like anything that's not a super firm texture yeah they get fussy about the strangest things chief's been a little bit rocky i've, I've had a few little little lulls you know over the last week or two in terms of my place in existence and worried in at new t- world. Wor- worried at times that you know i i'm i could die from this and uh, for someone who has a who has an an inbuilt fear of being dead that is terrifying to me. Well, I would say that, you know, turn to your stats and your numbers and, you know, you've probably got more chance of falling down the toilet and breaking your neck than than dying from COVID-19 at your age, right. even with your uh, 0.2% higher than likely <laughs> chance of having a heart attack. Hey, man, listen, also, I went for a cycle today for the first time in a long time and uh, I thought... You, I called you earlier and you were in the midst of a run and uh, you were chatting while running. I thought, jeepers, the chief needs to get out there and uh, bust a move. So I hopped on the old bicycle and it's a fixed gear. None of this. Uh, I've got it set to not be freewheel. I'm not no sort of hippie clown. I've fi- fixed it to the free to the fixed wheel setting. So those yeah. pedals have to go around at all times. Yes. So uh, I, I did a little, I think it was like an 8K cycle and I, I decided to go at a minimum of 80% max. So I was pedaling almost as hard as I could for the whole 20 minutes or whatever. And uh, it was... What a, was your heart rate at? Oh, oh do you not know? Uh, I, well, I, I did have the old um, the old Apple Watch on, so that's probably recorded it, but I, I didn't check at the time. But uh, I came back and I was, I was struggling. It was good because uh, I felt like I'd had that workout. And uh, this ties into one of the resolutions I had at the beginning of the year of trying to drop 4 kgs. I think I started the year at 90 or 89 kgs and I weighed myself this morning and I was uh, 85.9 so I have been dropping dropping the poundage. That's good man. Everyone's going to have good days and bad days with this everything that's going on. I'm aware that we're in quite a privileged position but so many people aren't and a couple of months of not earning a salary is yeah. difficult especially when you're living in a climate where the ideal citizen from a government's point of view is someone that is controlling a lot of sort of debt you know someone that's earning a big salary but then has a big mortgage you know has a car has all this stuff and it's just like okay as long as you get paid it's fine but then what happens when <laughs> you don't get paid yeah most people live month to month and that if that salary doesn't come in that's it it's game over yeah, we had a guy at work. We had some con- well, all the contractors at work have been let go, and we had one guy on Monday. He got told he was being moved to another project, so he was like, "Oh, brilliant! Okay." And then, fine. Two days later, oh no, we got to let you go. Actually, we changed our minds. So it's uh, you know, it's, it's brutal a- out there. Yeah. But the out timers, we're here to entertain. Yeah, that's it. And uh, listen, we brought the tone down. Well, we've educated. Well, I don't know if we've educated, but we've... Really? Uh, we've now, fought- now I, I maintain, yeah. and I always will do, that you should not be listening to this podcast for any source of uh, <laughs> learning. Factual learning, no. Yeah. Yeah, we're here, to, uh, we're here for the guffaws, for the laughs. We cannot educate. Listen, um, 
before we crack on to movies, which we're going to, we actually had a little spin on Battlefront 2 about a week ago. It's Battlefront banter! Woo! Well, it was... Well, do you want me to take care of this, Chief? Because I'm quite happy to. Listen, you speak for a bit. I've got a bag of um, Walker's Max Strong jalapeno and cheese triple extra hot chips so i'm gonna crack on some of these these are hot you love jalapenos mamas. yeah can i, I shock you i went through a phase i don't do it anymore where when i went to the cinema i'd get a large odian salted popcorn yep and then i'd get the guy to sprinkle jalapenos on top yeah it actually it goes together so well i'm down with that when i wasn't satisfied of them just being on the top i was like right mate do at least five layers so <laughs> pop Popcorn, then sprinkle. Popcorn, sprinkle. <laughs> now then, I was would demanding. He, would he charge you extra for them jalapenos? No. Or he's just man. charging you a popcorn price. Yeah. Right. Okay. He's playing jazz. No, 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 no. He's playing jazz. Look, this was a this was a negative for me. I, I, it was a, was it a Saturday, Chief? It was either a Friday or Saturday. But there was something weird going on with Heroes that we worked out about forty five minutes into the session. Saturday, I was quite looking forward to it. I hadn't gamed for ages. Uh, I broke a gin out. I was prepared for Chief to not enjoy the game. I I didn't expect what I got, which was like some kind of toddler version of the Chief. Just just flipping out, saying... For someone that says he loves to read instructions and manuals, he was like, I don't know what this is. What does it do? don't know what it does. It was awful. It was not enjoyable at all. <laughs> we did about an hour, and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I yeah. can't do it. This is not fun. And that was that. Yeah, what basically. Add, Chief? Well, basically, I had, I'd actually had a sneaky little go online with a friend of the show, Mark Seddon. I think the day before, the evening before, we had played an online forty-player game on. Uh, Nabu, I think it was Thee, is it Theed? Yeah, we played a bit of that, and I'd actually come out of that session, first time online, Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, I'd come out of that session with fairly good stats, because I am a stat man, If I, I need to know how I fared in comparison to other players, so it's no good just going online, playing, and not coming out knowing, so I need to know how many people I killed, how many times I died. And again, this is something that, you know, when Emma comes on, she will probably rinse me about the, my need to quantify everything by numbers. Uh, yeah, but can you not just have a good sesh? I mean, no, because it has to mean something. It has to, I have to know where I stood in, in yeah, the overall it frame. Be, anyway, it could mean that you weren't good. Anyway, uh, I had a good session. So then when we got on, there's, too much, there's so much going on on the screen. In, in fairness to you, I've never played a game like that. Heroes were rare. You had to be insanely good to get a hero because they were so expensive. So I don't know if it was some wacky weekend. There were heroes COVID-19. popping up literally on my screen every two seconds, killing yeah, that's me. That's not fun. That's not fun. But you, you're the way you reacted to it was brutal. I just didn't know. I've got, like, um, I've got all these um, abilities on L and R. I don't know what any of them do. But like yeah, to, well, to that, your that's point, no one's problem. No, to your point, maybe I should have done some research to know what those abilities do. Fair enough. Yeah, However... The big thing was, uh, what does it do? Don't know. What does it do? Don't know. How it, that was your thing. Hey, I feel for you. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't quit earlier than you did. But yeah, tough one. we then went to a smaller map, which is more my, my scene. I'm digging that. 
Oh yeah, Moss Eisley. I think it was eight on eight or something like that. Moss Eisley, and that you know, I actually, I you know, I don't want to say I fully enjoyed it, but that was more up my street, and I will. Well, be... I don't want to say you fully enjoyed it because you didn't. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm more up for maybe some of that. You know, this weekend, if you're about, if oh, you're, if you're willing gee, to give it a chance. I mean, you'd have to sign a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> Hell. There's certain allowables and some non-allowables, I guess. I don't think you were in the right headspace. No, because or I went you in. You weren't significantly ginned up, social lubricated enough. I went in thinking I am going to dislike this experience. Yeah, it's like I said the other week. You're like Ripley. You blown your transaxle man you just grind in metal yeah Listen. you were in no fit you should not have been near a video game no that evening okay um listen um i want to talk about some movies so let's go to the letterbox challenge so i'm going to take us first on this one because you always go first you all right not sure about that let me get um, your oh let me get your diary up so i know you're not uh, pulling porkies or telling fibs now i was about i was about to say that i've watched bugger all because i've been watching other things i've been watching a lot of tv but yeah. i've done okay listen where did we stop did we stop last week for you on license to drive no we stopped on jaws oh jaws okay you get f- yeah. five stars fine so okay so so on I've, the 20th 20th we, the whole family we all sat down and we watched Titanic. Jeez, get me the um, noose. <laughs> oh, do you not like... That's a bit obvious not to like Titanic, isn't it? No, but the whole family seen... sitting down to watch that. I mean... Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying because you hate that film. Well, I, I've seen it once at the cinema, and I've probably seen it once on a home screen, but God, in it's not a family movie, is it? Surely. Anyway, ca- oh, carry yeah, on. yeah, I think it is. It's in the zeitgeist, did man. They, did they get it, the kids? Yeah. Right. Actually, no, I'll tell a lie. In, Indy did, um, she watched the first half. And yeah, then she she's not going to sit through a three-hour movie, surely. Oh, no, she, well, she would do that. She's, she's, you know, she's almost seven now. Right, but, um, okay. Uh, so we all watched that. Four stars. Phoenix was fascinated by it. I've all, me and Emma absolutely love that film, and we quote it a lot. I don't know why. I think we just love Leo. Uh, so I gave that four stars. It holds up. It still looks great. Okay. I mean, when that sucker's sinking, it's pretty spectacular. Plus, what was really cool is that now we've got Sonos and surround sound. Oh, it's so eerie. Just the creaking of the ship. All right, well. Very cool. I can't gauge that because I am never going to watch that movie again. So, all right, four stars, fine. Fair enough. Uh, then me and Phoenix did Ready Player One. Now this, we're not going to over-egg the pudding, so to speak. Deep cut talking Joe. There are no eggs. <laughs> but this is, for me, the biggest aberration on all of your movie list. Four and a half stars? This is absolute disgraceful. Oh, it used to be five. I've taken it down. Oh, my God. Four and a half. If this but was five, think... honestly, if this was five, if you'd put this five, you'd be looking for a new co-host. It's one of my favourite films of all time. Oh, my God. But the thing is, you, you're you only on the surface with it. That film and that IP means a lot to me. I, I That's, like, basically my favourite book ever. I've read it so many times. I listen to the audio book all the time. I've got art books. I'm big into that world and even though the film is very different 
I still think that that is Spielberg's the closest thing to sort of his films of the 80s that he used to make in spirit, not visually. I find that film just to be an absolute thrill ride. I think it's just a great, uncynical modern blockbuster, which there aren't many of. You don't get many fun-filled films like that being made. I'm looking back. You gave Dark Knight Rises four and a half, so you're saying this is on par with Dark Knight Rises. You gave, I would put it above Dark Knight Rises. You gave Trading Places 4, so this is way better than Trading Places. Yeah, but you're, you're ruining a segment for me because I'm going to write down every film that you give less than Toy Story 4. <laughs> and, and I've decided by the end of this year, I'm going to somehow get you to have taken at least half a star off that film. Okay, challenge. Uh, yep, fair. Yeah. <laughs> This no, is I mean, Ready, Ready Player is, One. Ready Player One. I looked back. All the films that we have dual watched. This is the biggest disparity between my score and your score. This is the big. Yeah, that was always going to be obvious because I am obsessed with this film. Right. I mean, me and Phoenix watch it regularly. Okay. It's, it's amazing. It's a- absolutely. That- this is one of life's biggest mysteries to me. But anyway. It's, it's difficult to move on because f- I feel like I've got to fight for it. <laughs> It's kind of. It didn't do. It wasn't massively successful at the cinema. It's still one of Steven Spielberg's biggest films, though. Is it? Okay. Man, the chief. Right. Uh, then I did Whoa. the Ocean's Eleven trilogy because I was just bored and I was on Netflix and it just said added recently. Boom. And done. I re- I've always loved Ocean's Eleven. That yes. first one. I've not big, seen that in a long fan. time. It still holds up. Obviously, you give it four stars. Yes, it really holds up. What blows my mind is is that uh, like George Clooney was like forty one, okay, when he did that. And when I when I was watching that back in the day, I thought he was like fifty. Danny Ocean, and also he's um, him and Brad Pitt. They're basically the same age. Whereas really, the dynamic of how they play in the film is that Brad Pitt is very much younger. Yes, yeah. In real life, same age. Anyway massive fan of that that film I've never seen the original have you? Uh, the Frank Sinatra one Sammy Davis yeah. Jr nope. nope next night I put on Ocean's 12 which I remember liking a lot more than the general public now I don't remember that much is Andy Garcia which who's he the villain in which one? the first one okay fine with Ocean's 12 as I said I remember liking it more than most people because it tanked I remember seeing it at the cinema right it's the first half is really cool because it's European based. Okay. They, they go gallivanting around Europe. Yep. And it's very slick and very cool. But then, unfortunately, the second half just turns into a parody. It is awful. Really? And Julia Roberts. Well, let's is, not say awful. You're giving it two and a half stars. That's equivalent to well, five no, out of ten. That's not awful. What were you bashing the other. The other episode and I was like it's two and a half stars it's because the first half is actually really good right okay and the second half is really bad so they kind of even each other out yeah anyway uh, then I did Ocean's 13 which is good good film three and a half stars yeah Al Pacino's really good in that yep that's the and same Ad- as that's the same starridge that I gave Batman Returns well, there you go they're back in Vegas in that one as well okay and then I did Raiders of the Lost Ark we'll get to that later and then I did X-Men because I couldn't find it the other week. But now hey, it's, it's now on Disney+. Plus. You know it, baby. And but, you, you gave that three and a half. Yeah, I couldn't give it... For, it's, it's, it's really good, but it's very small. Right. I'm not sure it's thinking big enough. Okay. 
Now, do you advise me to watch that or not? Yeah, I think you like X-Men. Give it a whirl. Okay. Um, that put you on 72 movies for the year. Yeah, uh, but can, let me just put a caveat in there. Go on. That's not, I'm not going to be watching that many films for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Not a chance. No. I thought that was a slow week, but I actually did do seven films. Yeah, you had a good week. Yeah. I did nine this week. Uh, so let's, let's Yeah, you it. had a big week, let's man. Let's just see Where, what I did. When were you watching all these films? Well, I've been working from home, haven't I? Working from home, air quotes. Um, I see. So uh, I decided to do all the movies in the Kevin Smith View Askew universe. Yes. Which is seven movies, and then I slipped in a couple of extras as well to make it up to I was nine. Quite, usually I, I basically can't stand what you give any films, but I thought you, you sort of nailed most of those. Now, these, with these Kevin Smith movies, I the first one, Clerks, came out in 1994. I went to university in 1996 the first time round, and uh, I saw this in Blockbuster, and it I, I saw some buzz in, maybe it was Empire or something, that it being some kind of indie director and I watched it and I was like okay yeah this is quite cool and then I remember a few years later I came around to your place did I with a load of VHSs you you came around with a stack of VHSs and I thought I was like what is all this is this porn what is it <laughs> and it, I I didn't know anything about this guy Kevin Smith but I have to say that was an amazing experience because I discovered like five films really spoke to me and i was like these films are insane and sort of i wouldn't say they changed my life but i the, he was up there with like tarantino just from a dialogue perspective i was like he's talking about stuff that i like yeah now i couldn't believe it now opinions have soured maybe slightly i'm i'm talking about my opinion of kevin smith and maybe the general public because especially the last one jay and silent bob reboot he's very self-referential and kind of slagging himself off a little bit but um anyway let's let's look at what i watched so i started off I, I did them in order so i did clerks first of all which i gave three stars uh enjoyed that then i did more rats the next day which i gave four and a half stars i absolutely love more rats i don't know what it is i think it's jason lee criminal that kid that kid is back on the escalator again leave it alone what that's my favourite scene, I think. Him just doing oh, that. And also, also forget about every single Marvel movie ever made. This movie has the best Stanley cameo by a country mile. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's, incredible. So It's so honest and yeah, amazing. Yeah. For that alone, this is four and a half stars. I absolutely love that movie. Chasing Amy, which I thought I really liked. I only gave two and a half. Yeah, that was a shock. I, I, I assumed that would be a three. Yeah. That, I think that's considered by the hardcore geeks out there to be one of his best, isn't it? Or, really? Uh, certainly one of his most, uh, I don't want to say commercial, but I think Chasing Amy is the one that other directors and fans of Kevin Smith thinks the best. Okay, all right. I, I don't know. Something about it just didn't, it just didn't resonate at all with me. It just felt a little bit hammy and a little bit... I think the first half is quite good yeah i think it loses its way the characters are all fine in it yeah i mean the beginning is incredible chief at the con yes yeah yeah i mean that with hooper absolutely yeah. amazing yeah. uh anyway i moved on to dogma which i gave three stars enjoyed that now you must have watched that on dvd did watch it on dvd yes yeah because do you know why you cannot no. there's a rights issue and that film is not available anywhere really 
basically, Chief, when you were doing this, I was getting well jealous. I was like, oh, I want to watch all these Kevin Smith films. But they're, they're nowhere to be found on the streaming. Okay. And Dogma, you can't even rent. Wow. And then I looked it up, and Kevin Smith has tweeted about it, and it's, uh, it's actually all bogged down with the Weinsteins. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, that could easily be a three and a half, I think. I think I've probably undermarked that as three because... I'm going to say this a lot because I, <laughs> at any one time, any of these films have been my favourite of his, but Dogma yeah. was my number one for a very long time. Yeah. And I re-watched the hell out of that. I think Matt Damien and Affleck in that are amazing. Yeah, I think three is probably under the mark. I might bump that up to three and a half. Um, Whose house? <laughs> Ron's Ron's house! house. <laughs> said who's that Run, coke thanks. scene is incredible yeah what does he say affleck's like you are just a simple creature am i right or what well i happen to know the truth but i'm not going to tell you i want to see how boned up on the job you are what's your proof he's wearing a wedding band and it never occurred to you that maybe she's his wife no married man kisses his wife like that okay well it's a good thing you were never the deciding member on a jury is all i'm saying no married man kisses his wife like that. Are you stoned? As a funny movie. Um, listen, I broke it up. Uh, Certainly on, did you. I broke it up on the 24th of March <laughs> because uh, my co-host on the Talking Joe podcast, uh, the excellent Steve Jubbs, he was he's in Australia and he said he texted me saying hey chief coming on in 10 minutes i got a roger moore season and basically in australia whatever station he was on was showing every single roger moore bond movie and he said i got the spy who love me's coming on so i was like holy ball sacks i gotta put the spy who love me on so found that put that on and then we actually discussed we actually discussed for 25 minutes on the talking joe episode all about spy who love me so oh, dude, we've got to do a spotlight on Roger Moore Bonds. Yes, I'm up for that, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'll give it five stars because I've always been of the opinion, for me personally... I mean, look, Roger is the best Bond. Um, that's hands down. Anyone who tells me different, you know, I don't want to speak to you. Uh, I've always <laughs> been of the opinion that I flip-flop between Spy Love Me and Live and, Live Let, and, Let, Live and Let Die as the best Roger. Um, but having watched this fresh... I'm like this is third time around, isn't it, Spy? Uh, Live and Let Die was his first one. Then Man with the Golden Gun. Man with the Golden Gun was seventy six. Then Spy Love Spy Me. Spy Love Me seventy seven. So uh, yeah, I, I'm now in the firm camp that I think Spy Love Me is my favourite. Even when I go whoa, back whoa, and watch, whoa. you might not know that. You, no, you I th- watch Live and Let Die. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Thinking about it though, I think Spy Love Me is my favourite. But if you want to hear my in depth thoughts about spy love me then check out that talking joe episode it's episode 65 it will have already been with you by the time this one lands so you've probably if you're a dual listener you've already heard my views on it so anyway moving on then on the 25th i watched jay and silent bob strike back which i gave four stars i really really enjoyed this movie that, I thought that would have been a solid three from you. No, if I can only watch two I Kevin Smith movies... I thought it would have been movies, too goofy for you. No, if I can only watch two Kevin Smith movies, it's More Rats and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That I literally had a grin on my face for the whole movie. You like the silliness. That's fine. I do like the silliness, and I like now, the... Now, the, the reason it didn't get four and a half is there's it's a little bit problematic, possibly with the homophobia aspect. The character of Jay, for me, I just find very, very humorous. Oh, I'm still pissed off about Ready Player One. Some feelings <laughs> just came back. I just sat there and they just bubbled up. I, now I can't say that because... cast. That cast on Jay and Silent Bob is in, and Strike Back is incredible. 
the yeah, people it's very of the time, isn't it? Oh, it's they, incredible. They've got, they got Judd, Sean Judd William Nelson Scott and um, um, Shannon Doherty's in there, and uh, they got like Jason Vanderbeek, Jason Vanderbeek, and uh, Biggs. <laughs> And that's good that bit yeah all the um all the dual heist people um yeah it's now. It's, it's it's incredible uh clerks 2 i give three stars i think i've only watched it two times previous once in the cinema and once on dvd and then this is the third time round. Yeah, a lot of people say this is very underrated clerks 2 hmm nah i mean it's it's kind of bog i mean three stars is good for me it's kind of bog standardish. i remember thinking that i thought some of the dialogue didn't was a little bit forced yeah and some of the um anecdotes weren't interesting to me i don't know they yeah i mean this could um, easily go down to a two and a half i think but i mean it's it's a that was the one that i thought might be a bit lower to be honest it's a non-essential flick at the end of the day james passion project he always wanted to do it well he never would well now he's doing clerks three i think because he had a fallout with uh jeff anderson who plays randall and, oh, big time, yeah. And now they've made up, and Clerks 3 is on the slate to finish the trilogy, because he also had a big falling out with Affleck, and, and they made up, which, yeah. which uh, resulted in Affleck appearing in uh, the next movie I watched, which was Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Well, he, it's, oh, it's because he had a heart attack, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Kevin Smith had a heart attack. And, and he's basically just said, sod it, I know that the Jay and Silent Bob reboot is ridiculous, but he was like, I don't really care anymore, I'm just doing what I want to do. Yeah, and I gave this three stars, it was... It was kind of fun. Muse has aged pretty badly uh, as the J character, but oh, really? Yeah, what do you mean? visually I, or vi- yeah, it just looks a bit funny. I don't know if he's had uh, you know Botox or anything like that, but he just looks a little bit off. It's you know, it's a it's a kind of a feel good movie, and you know, I'll give it three stars. You know, it was fairly enjoyable, and I rounded it off with Raiders of the Lost Ark, which we will be talking about now in our new segment. We're going much further than the six degrees of bacon. Linking two films and just three steps we are taking using actors, directors to get where we're going and some tenuous links to keep the game flowing. Do the steps hold up? What do you think? Now listen up, fools, it's Raiders of the Lost Link. So, listen, what wow. what we're doing here is we've got a movie. So each week, beginning, beginning with me, uh, I will pick a movie that links to the one we're about to talk about. Uh, spoiler, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now, I have to get to another movie in three links. Now, whether yeah. that be linking by actor, by a year, by a cinematographer, by a uh, this guy cut that guy's hair. Now, yeah, it could I, be super tenuous. could be super tenuous. Now, I need to get to that movie in three links. And uh, the following week, when we both have watched that movie, you can tell me whether I got there with a thumbs up julius caesar he's got an extra pay grade or thumbs down feed him to the lions whether i did not make that because you can do that link in one or two steps yeah or you've made an error and you have got there you know with foul play yeah with foul play and then the following week you'll pick the movie and then i try to debunk you so it's effectively we're choosing a movie we want to watch uh, and the, our co-host will watch with us and we'll discuss the following week and then how did we link to that movie from the one we're about to discuss. Now, this first one, we put out a on the social media a couple of weeks ago. You know, if you're going to the moon, I think it was if you're going to the moon, what movie do you want to take with you? We gave you three options. It was Raiders of the Lost Ark, it was The Goonies, and it was Fight Club. And whichever one came up with the top marks, that was going to be the one we would discuss on this show. Now, Fight Club did get about four, 
four votes. I think Goonies got about eight and Raiders of the Lost Ark got about 15. So Raiders was the chosen movie, which we will discuss right now. For nearly 3,000 years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me, and those who are evil. I tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, I still do want to give uh, movie by numbers, so. Ra- oh, we've definitely got to do that. Raiders came out in 1981. Uh, yeah, I was born. Yes, this had a budget of $18 million. In the US, Ooh. it did $248 million. Worldwide, it did 390 Rotten Tomatoes, critics gives it 95%, and fans give it 96 Now, just by comparison, I just want to compare it to the next two. I don't want to talk about Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but uh, Temple of Doom was 84, so three years, which is about the standard for the time, I guess. So that did 68 million less at the US. Worldwide 333, which was 57 million less worldwide. So it had a 28 million budget, which was 10 million more than Raiders. So it did, it performed uh, less well than Raiders. 85 Rotten Tomato Critics, 81 read, uh, audience. Last Crusade was 89, obviously, with a 48 million budget. Did 197 domestic US, which is about the same as Temple of Doom. 474 uh, worldwide, which was way, makes it way the biggest Raiders movie or Indiana Jones movie of the three. So that yeah. did, did gangbusters worldwide, but not, not as good as uh, the first movie, US. One of my favourite things about Raiders of the Lost Ark is the genesis of the film. Which was... George Lucas made make Star Wars, almost gave himself a heart attack. He's totally exhausted. New Hope hasn't come out yet. He's like, right, I can't handle the stress of this film coming out and tanking. I'm just going to go to Hawaii, go for a beach holiday. going to go with my buddy Steven Spielberg. Yep. And on the beach in Hawaii, they're like, right, what should we do next? And, and Steven Spielberg's like, I really want to do a James Bond film. And George is like... Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. He's like, no, 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 you don't want to do Bond. He's like, I've got something way better than Bond. And he's like, it's about this guy. He's an archaeologist, but he goes on these adventures. And Steven Spielberg was like, I'm in. Let's do it. I'll direct it. You write it. And that's how it, uh, that's how it started. Your first memories of this film, Chief. Now then. Uh, again, he's popped up several times on this podcast. Uh, Paul Hatcher, Hatcher the Scratcher. His right, we should get him on. His, he's still alive. We should get him on if he's still alive. His dad had a VHS copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I think it cost him about a hundred dollars or something like that. Like it was. How much is this guy spending on VHS? <laughs> it was. Chief? It was literally. You know. So he's down two hundred bucks on Raiders. <laughs> it was. It was like one of those crazy production copies, or I don't know something. He got it from somewhere. This copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was like an oversized VHS case. Yeah, love those. Love those. They were curved edges. It 
curved edges it clipped together so nicely it was yeah it was it was oh it was it was the soft close that's it soft mate you didn't know if you were opening up a vhs or a box of chocolates that's it baby it was oh that is nostalgia (laughs) right there um your missus would love it so uh yeah so that's my first memory of watching it he had it i don't know i've got no idea what year that would have been but um it firmly became one of my most watched movies as a kid yeah, my memories are just bad quality, lots of hash browns and tracking <laughs> and sort of feeling lucky to watch it. But, you know, it must have been, it probably even been Betamax. We actually had Betamax for a year or two. Yeah, you did. Before we yeah. had VHS. But I just remember this was, Raiders was the one that we didn't have a good copy of. Right. Until, until we actually did have a proper VHS version of it. Yeah. When we kind of put the poll out to which movie we're going to watch and Raiders mm. came back as the as the choice. Not that the listeners knew they were voting on which, which movie we were going to uh, talk about next, but it's it felt a little bit in, the terms of, in terms of, you know, it's almost pointless us talking about this movie. It's like us talking about Star Wars. It's like, okay, fine, it's a five-star movie. Everyone knows it's amazing. What's the point in talking about it? Because everyone knows. But So it feels a bit weird having a segment about this movie because it is so good and everyone should know it's so good. Yeah, but I think it's also what you get from it. Like, I there, I picked up on loads of stuff when I watched it the other night. Yeah. Um, no, I've, I've, I've picked out my favourite five scenes. So, you know, oh, okay. might come on to those cool. in a minute. But what I did want to, well, not, not to cut you off, but I did want to talk about definitely... Cut me the, off, the bastard. <laughs> I definitely did want to talk about the look of the movie and the locations because this movie is... You know, globe trotting. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, no CGI involved here, and but just the the look of the movie is so. You know, they've gone to town on yeah on on the look here. Well, Spielberg was coming off of an absolute nightmare. That film that bombed, the comedy film that he did. What the heck was it? Nineteen forty-one was it? Yeah, a huge blow to his confidence. He went way over budget with it, and with Raiders. He was like, "I, we are going to make this film and we are going to stick to the budget. We're going to keep it simple and I'm going to really deliver something special. And boy, did he. But it's got his stamp all over it. There's so many shots that I think are just stunning and incredible. And the craft behind this film, I think it is the best action adventure film ever made in terms of the look it's just so stunning there was one shot that just blew me away when i watched it the other night and it's the tracking shot of the well of souls when they're walking across and there's like all the slaves in the foreground it's like a dolly shot and it's just tracking with them for ages and ages god spielberg was on you know top of his game when he was making this yep. it's, uh, that is incredible the most memorable thing about raiders was just the making of raiders I, I had a great time working with Harrison Ford for the first time, Karen Allen, you know, John Rhys-Davis, Paul Friedman, my God, you know, um, um, I, I just had one of the best times of my entire life working in that picture. And it was, it was like recreating a Saturday matinee, it was a cliffhanger. So it was all those films I used to see when I was eight and nine years old, the revivals of all the black and white Republic serials. And suddenly I had a chance to make a, a, a serial in widescreen and in Technicolor, it was very exciting. I was I was kind of looking at the timeline, the timestamps here, and that first ten minutes, you get so much. You get, you know, the first 
three or four minutes where they're walking through the jungle and you don't see Jones's face. He's got his back to the camera at all times, and it's only when yeah. that you know one of his two goons pulls a shooter on him and he whips around with this whip that you actually see a full-on frontal, and you're like, okay, you know, fine, this is our man. And then, like you say, the you know. That's that, the classic scene where he's got the bag of sand, which clearly weighs way less than a massive gold statue. And, yeah, uh, but it's his acting when he's rubbing the chin. He's really thinking about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. He's like, ooh. Yeah, he's let some sand through his fingers, and he's flipped the thing over, and Alfred Molina's kind of rubbing his fingers and his thumbs together for the cash symbol. Yeah. And all that stuff, you know, you throw me the idol, you throw me the whip, all that stuff is, uh, is spot on. And literally, as you know, even to the point where jones gets over the gap turns a corner and then there he is kind of impaled on these spikes and let's not forget yeah. this is a pg and there's a lot of violence in this movie oh yeah man big violence yeah. a lot of fighting a lot of shooting yeah and even even there's small bits in that beginning segment where you know then he's got the idol and obviously the classic uh, big boulder rolling and then he jumps through he kind of jumps and he goes through like a big spider's web kind of thing just small touches like that and then you you see kind of it's it's difficult because this film doesn't really it works so well but it doesn't really have a outright outright villain it's kind of nazi germany is almost the villain but kind of in a in a subtle background kind of way but belloc is kind of his rival because they're kind of on the same level but just they've taken different paths to where they want to be visually they have it with what's the character's name the what the, the nazi the dude nazi. well i don't know he's not i don't think he's in it enough the guy who who sig Heil, who's got the you know the yeah. the, the imprint no, on he's his not hand in it a lot but he is looming and they do keep sort of cutting to me and it is clear that he is as high up as it goes he is pulling the strings he is in charge yeah <laughs> the bit with the coat hanger is one of my absolute well, faves. That's listed. That's, well, there you go. One of my five favourite scenes is the coat. I've just literally written coat hanger, where he uh, Marianne is in the. They're in Egypt. She's a prisoner. He comes in with his two goons behind him, foreboding music. Pulls out this thing. It looks like a a nun. It looks like a nunchucker, and uh, yeah. then he kind of folds it up, and it's a coat hanger. Incredible. One of my favourite scenes is the uh, Marion Bar scene. There you go. The entire scene. There you go. Nepal Bar. I've written down. There's another one. So yeah. that is. So I'm talking about from the moment they have their initial chat. Indy jogs on. Yeah. And then she's cleaning up. Yeah. And then I'm even going in, before that when she's doing the drinking contest with the guy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Pastari. Pastari. Because uh, especially the way it's shot as well. Yeah. When when he rocks up, I mean the shadow stuff, all the lighting that's going on in there, it's amazing. Yeah. And and kind of talking on that is, uh, I've written in bold capitals here, hat Indiana Jones. All you think about is the hat. You know when when he puts that hat on, that fedora, you, you just immediately okay, that's Indiana Jones. And it's surprising how few scenes in this movie where he doesn't really have the hat on. It's very much a calling card of the character, and it's 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 very clever. Um, the sound, the sound guy. I don't know who it is, but this guy is on point because these when they're when they're firing guns, especially in that yeah. Nepal scene, it's got a big kind of thud to him. It's it's a really yeah, those strange hand cannons. It's a really strange I sound up on that as well. Yeah. They sound amazing. There's a great art. we we put a link up on the socials. There's a great mini documentary just about that scene yeah i think i've seen it and yeah yeah 
and how they did it, and it's really good. Spielberg just firing on all cylinders. Oh, that's here. that's incredible. That scene, yeah, yeah. I, I like the whole marketplace scene. Yes, okay. You know, so that inclu- I'm including the one where he meets the the swordsman and he's hacking and slashing his shirt. You know, he's flexing his muscles, and then he just pulls out the gun, yep. shoots him. Yep. And I love the story behind that, which was. Harrison Ford had the Jimmy Smiths that day. Really? Okay. Bad case of. Okay. And they had like a five-page fight to do. Oh, dear. And he was like, I cannot do this. And Spielberg was like, why don't you just shoot the guy? <laughs> and they, they, you know, saved the whole day's work, just shot him. Yeah, nice. But uh, I like any scene with uh, John Reese davies in it. Yes, and Salah. Bad dates. Bad date. He's about to eat that one. He throws is... it up in the air, catches it. Yeah. He's got loads of great one-liners. He's got another great one where he just... They're in the well of souls. He just looks down and he just goes, Asps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, Man, he looks young in it, doesn't he? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, the, the, I like the, the, the marketplace chase. I, there's a... When he runs, there's some really awesome, extreme close-ups. So... Indy's running down a like an alleyway and he comes right up to the camera like it feels yeah. like he's going to come out your TV yeah, brilliant. and then it pans around and he sees all of the um all the, wicker baskets yeah, the baskets that are Marianne's yeah. in one of them but there's loads he, of wicker he just baskets starts topping yeah, them yeah. topping them and jumping yeah. through that's incredible I mean Spielberg was literally like you said just firing on all yeah, cylinders it's the set here. pieces they're all so novel and unique and they've all got something interesting about them yeah i mean one of my favorite scenes is actually a a non-action scene where i love this dichotomy of of indiana jones as kind of an action hero but then after that initial opening stuff you see him he's a classroom teacher and he's he's like that's like an original kind of you know the washington stuff yeah he's he's kind of it's kind of like a, a superhero secret identity kind of thing yeah. he's clark kent here he's he's a high school t- or he's a teacher and then in his downtime he dons the fedora and the bullwhip and becomes this this super uh, archaeologist adventurer it's just an incredible dichotomy between the two parts of his character and i love the scene where you know after he's there's the student who's got love you written on her eyelids and leaves an apple yeah and he goes with Marcus, who's who's amazing. Um, I forget the actor's... Get to his home! I forget the actor's name. Um, Denham Elliott, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and the, these guys from Washington have come in, and they're talking about the Well of Souls or the Ark of the Covenant, yeah. and Hitler's looking for these um, kind of supernatural, historical artifacts. And He's obsessed with the occult. Obsessed with the occult, that's it. And Jones gives him kind of a backlog and these books and stuff like that, and... You know, they, they're like, I can see we've come to the right man. And just that scene is just like, oh, I love it. I love it. It is great. Yeah. And I like the scene after when they go back to Indy's home. Yeah. And he's all jazzed about going. Yeah. He's really excited. And he's packing his case. Yep. He's not really packing. He just tosses in his gun and his whip. Yeah, that's it. Well, Marcus is there. Marcus is kind of giving him the willies. He's like, you know, the quest for the Ark is not, you know, a quest for, you know, it's something that should be feared. He, he's really kind of putting the spooks among him Marcus and the cool the cool thing is when you're watching that when you're younger you're sort of doing your own head canon and you're sort of thinking this isn't you know this clearly isn't the first adventure he's been on yeah yeah but um another yeah, another one of my favorite scenes is obviously the truck chase where he gets mm, on the classic. horse and that comes off of another set piece where he's fighting this 
big German dude by the plane who gets... That plane is so interesting looking though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Bomber. It's like a dual prop kind of... It's a I don't know what it is. crazy thing. But yeah, that, I yeah, love. There's some, there's some. That's a great scrap. Yeah, it's a good. Just haymakers. Just haymakers. And then obviously ducks into the dirt <laughs> as the guy, you know, the blood sprays as he, the the, the pe- yeah. propeller comes around, chops him up. So it's very violent. And um, obviously Marianne is stuck in the in the cockpit, and he has to shoot shoot it out and stuff. It's just so well filmed and well done. But then that truck chase where he climbs on the truck and kind of makes He's his way. The Mercedes thing down. Oh, it's <laughs> incredible! It's incredible. I'm gonna tell you what i think your next favorite sort of part well i've only got i've got i've only got one left i've got one left on my favorite part it's just that i just and it's my favorite part of the whole movie it's this is the part of the film that when people are thinking of raiders they're like what yeah what film is that is that the spy who loved me yeah and it's the whole like submarine pen bit yeah you know when he's on that ship and now i I distinctly remember you coming around when i was younger (laughs) and you were like now I've just watched. Uh, no, no, no. You said this is what I've got. One, this is one of my favourite lines in film history. See if you can get, guess what it's from. Yeah. Can't find Mr. Jones, Captain. I've looked everywhere. He's got to be here somewhere. Look again. I found him. Where? There. The ship that they're on has been accosted by the Nazi submarine. They've captured Marianne. They don't know Jones is on board. They've taken Marianne away. The submarine's going across. And he's like, uh, where's Dr. Jones? I can't find him anywhere. And all the guys are looking out to sea. And this one dude with a beard has kind of just points his finger out. I found him. And he's like, where? He's there. And then you yes. see Jones literally climbing it's on top exciting. of the submarine. Oh, that is goosebumps. I love that. That is my favorite moment in the whole movie. You do get that interesting bit in the canyon where he's got the bazooka and he's got them dialed in yeah what was his ultimate so and basically i'm struggling to hear yes. i'm struggling to find out what his plan is because he basically says all i want is the girl what was he thinking okay they're going to release marianne to him how is he going to get off the island is he well, well what's his threat he's saying that i will blow up the yeah, ark give me the girl and, then, and i will go and you can have the ark but he's not gonna be able to get then, off the island anyway but then belloc turns the tables calls his bluff and said okay fine chumpton blow it up if you want to and you know yeah, but he also sort of assumes he's like you want to know what's in this bad yeah, boy as much as because he do. says i know you're not going to blow it up because you're an archaeologist at heart you're a historian you want to know as well and then he calls his bluff and indy's like okay fine yeah you're right i'm not going to blow it up because i do want to know what's inside the scenes where they do open the ark uh, mm-hmm. that had me shit scared as a kid When the guy's yeah. face is melting and the, the, the kind of ghost turns into like kind of some kind of zombie witch thing. That was, as a kid... I, the lightning yeah. coming out really holds up yep. the way it goes through their chests yep. and stuff. And this is very much a case of it's never explained, but it doesn't need to be explained. This is kind of just the power of God in this, in this box... The, Belloc in that priest gear is well creepy yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But it, all of the shots are kind of looking up at him. And when I was a kid, I used to think that was a different character. Yeah, it's it's well freaky, you know. And as a kid, I was definitely scared of those those moments. But um, yeah, it, I don't yeah, think it needs to be. Thing. It doesn't need to be explained. It's just like you know, this is the supernatural. Indies like close your eyes, don't look at it. All these other fools are looking, and they're all brown bread. It does walk the line of he's operating in a normal world and they put these dashes these hints and flares of the supernatural 
And of course, they're going after a tremendously powerful religious icon, which is the Lost Ark of the Covenant. You know, with the power of God inside. I mean, I mean, I mean, we were, you know, we, we wanted our cake and eat it in that movie, and and George came up with all of that. That was George's invention, and uh, it was just a tremendous MacGuffin to go after. Where Raiders ends, I mean, that is full-on Ghostbusters supernatural craziness. Yeah, that's it. And then you get that final epilogue where you see the case or the ark, proper X Files, the ark stuff. in a in a crate being parked in a humongous oh, yeah. warehouse of all these other top potential artifacts men. that uh you know yeah top men yeah it is a great ending because it's real like government cover-up x-files stuff that's it that's it and you're just like holy smoke there's thousands of these things in there now listen i gotta find a movie to link to this in three steps for next week you certainly have yeah. Chaos. Uh. I popped out to the local world, uh, you know, world supermarket store close to me, and I've got a bottle of Selecto. This is one point five liter bottle, uh, and at the back it just says um, "soft drink flavored." That's it, and it, <laughs> it looks brown in the bottle. And I, it was in the cola section, but I don't know if this is cola because all the ingredients and everything are in a foreign language. So let's just see what it is. Oh, that is a heavy fizz. Holy smoke, that's been pressurised for a deep sea dive. This is a 1.5 litre. I've got absolutely no idea what's about to happen. So let's have a glug. Yeah, that's going to be rancid, I think. Wow. Average. That, that, I can't even... Edit that out. I can't even tell you what... That is... It tastes like kind of cola mixed with bubble gum. I'm going to have another go. I'm oh. going to have another go. That is that is fizzy. I really like that. Oh, my God. Selecto. Yeah, I'm giving that a 7.5. That's really nice. Selecto. It's got a raging name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Selecto. I'll put the pictures up on the uh, socials. Selecto. Um, listen, we got we got to get on the spotlights. Homer Simpson here, proud addition to the Disney family and soon appearing on Disney Plus. I, for one, salute our new corporate overlords. Now, family, put on the mouse ears. You only get one chance to make a first impression. I don't wanna, I'm not gonna, you can't make me. Put on the ears, boy. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. It's time to, to launch Disney Plus in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, now, so it came. It's been out in the, the states for about five months. Yeah. So it came out on Tuesday. So I got it. I signed up for a year yes. because there were very specific things that I wanted it for. So who knows long term if it's going to be able to compete with Netflix and things? Although it's got a different model to Netflix, yeah. it's definitely more aimed at family. Now, listen. Two things I want to say to you. I am listening. First of all, mine is super super slow. Are you finding that same thing? Well, I've, so basically, I've got it. No, I've got it on my cause... TV, and when I am selecting and pushing left and right, up and down, it's literally taking about thirty seconds to scroll to what I've selected. Is it an app that's on your TV? It's an app on my LG TV. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's why. Oh, is that standard? Because yeah, because you know, look, TVs they do offer all these things, but TVs don't really have like operating systems and. 
they're just really slow. You're definitely better to have a box or something. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, I'm in the loft now and I've I've downloaded it onto my PS4 and I'm scrolling and everything's scrolling at a a reasonable speed. So, yeah, you're right. It is yeah, just... Yeah, so I've got Apple TV, which is hardwired to the internet. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty rapid. Okay. But now, what I... I got it for very specific shows. Yes. Now, what I did is... We'll talk about the shows. What I did is I went about 20 minutes ago. I scrolled through Disney Plus. Every single movie they've got on here and every single series and i've made a list of every i've basically tagged everything that i want to watch of course chiefs made a and list. i've only come up with 17 things that i want to watch on this whole channel so this will not sustain me long term well no well i haven't even got that i've got like four okay fine <laughs> but i'll tell you mine okay. star wars clone wars yep. now why could you not have just bought the blu-rays they i don't think they've ever been on uk netflix but when we spent a summer in california once me and phoenix started to watch them because they were on us netflix okay and then when we got back here i was like oh let's buy the clone wars and on apple tv they were like 28 quid a season they were like really premium priced Um, so you're getting your money's worth here so i was like i can't do that so we just never watched them and i was like oh yes finally you know can watch the Clone Wars and Blu-ray. I, I just don't buy tangible. Yeah, you, I know you. Anymore, I know so. you uh, skimped back on that, and you go uh, streaming only. Yeah. So we started watching that. So we're really into that. The other reason I wanted to get it was I wanted to do an uh, X-Men cartoon rewatch. Yep. Not something that you usually associate with Disney, and Disney didn't have anything to do with that show. But obviously, they bought Fox, so they own all of the X-Men. Yep. Uh, Mandalorian. I want to watch season two of yes. that later this year and that's about it and the other the only other things i bought it for were you know various things for Indy and phoenix to watch that they may like yep. i would say that the catalog on there is bigger than i thought it would be okay when i was flicking through i was like okay they've actually got quite a bit of stuff on it. they've got quite quite a few films and stuff i mean look i'll tell you i'll run through what i've got i highlighted as wanting to watch now star wars star wars movies aside that kind of goes as a given oh yeah uh, oh that's sorry that's another one for me star wars movies in 4k yeah because i although not at the moment because of covid19 yeah yeah i mean i've got i've got the i've got them on the blu-ray but it's just easier to select the app and play them from this rather than having to physically go up and put a disc into the ps4 etc so star wars movies fine so uh, I've got Star Wars Rebels tagged here because I did try that previously. Didn't really get on with it, but I want to give that another go. I've got something called Star Wars Forces of Destiny, which looks like some kind of animated show. Yeah, they're really cool. Okay, okay, fine. I'll check them out. Anyway, uh, let's go back to my watch list. X-Men I've put on here as well. Nice. Gargoyles as an animated show. The Emperor's New Groove as a Disney movie to watch. Uh, Hercules I really liked. I remember liking that, so I put that on there. Holes, do you remember that? Holes, it's a uh, live action mm, with uh, young Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Uh, DuckTales, the original and the remake. I, I hear the remake is very good. Coco from Pixar, not seen. Yeah, I've not seen that one. Uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Now, I do want to do some kind of extra content for the show for Gee, Star Wars Clone Wars. You lot out there, even more content. We may be moving to a new model coming soon, so stay tuned for that. And if we do, 
Uh, hopefully we'll be able to do something to do with the Clone Wars. So then we got The Simpsons, which oh, dude, what am I on about? That was my other massive I know, reason. I, yeah, I, so I didn't want to call you out it, call you out on yeah. it at the time. Well, they better they've caused an absolute storm online because if they don't sort the ratio out, they're playing them in sixteen nine. I've not checked this out. Let me just uh, queue up an episode which is, now. For all of the early episodes, they're zoomed in uh, when they should. Be oh shit! You're right. In 4.3, but don't worry, Disney are fixing it next week. So they fixed it in the States because okay. everyone went mental. Let's yeah. no, I can't watch so this. I think season 20 or 19 is when they switched to actually making the show in 169. Right. But at the moment, it's hellish, man. Okay. they got to sort it out. All right. Anyway, I've got a few more here. I've got Tron, the original with Jeff. You've got loads of content Jeff, here. I've told you, 17, 17 things. Tron. That's all right. And I've got some. Uh, I've put it on here and watched this. Never heard of it. Tron Uprising. It's a one series animated show. Don't Never heard of is. it. Just the opening visual looked pretty good. Um, the Muppets. So that's all the Muppets movies plus the two season or one season of the Muppets redo. And then the last one I've got is a, a, a movie I remember watching a lot as a kid, but I don't remember it now. It's from 1979. It's The Black Hole. Mm, yeah, that rings a bell. But I don't really remember anything about it. So that's that's literally I scoured the whole of Disney Plus, and that's pretty much all I want to watch. Uh, I think the content will expire. I don't think it's. Yeah, they're not going to be making. I mean, mm, they've got. However, obviously they're going to make some original content. They've got a lot of Marvel stuff, but you might not be interested in yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not overly interested in the Marvel stuff, got... but I will watch. There was a one section called um, Pixar Shorts. And so I will watch all those shorts. They're like three, you know, three to four minute uh, stuff yeah, that good. was at the beginning or the end of Pixar movies. And there's some documentary stuff on there as well because they've also got National Geographic as part of this package. Yeah, I want to watch the Titanic documentary. Okay. What I was going to say was I think the original content that they've got coming down the line is, I think it's called Winter Soldier and Val- Falcon. I don't know. They're both in it. Then they've got the that comic that was big with Vision in it. The Marvel one that came out like last year. Okay. What was that comic called? I think there was a comic just called Vision. That's the one where he's all at home and stuff. Yeah. It's all domestic. Okay, that's 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 been made into a TV show, is it? Yeah, it's called Wonder Vision. Okay, all right. Because it's got uh, what's the name? Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So they've done that, and they've got Loki. God, they've got loads. Interesting. They've got a Loki cloud. TV show coming right. out, and oh, uh, Rogue One spin-off. Uh, with Cassie and Andor. All right, okay. Yeah, so they've got, they got. I mean, they've got enough stuff probably to keep people subscribing. When is Mandalorian season two? End of this year. End of this year. Are we going to do a show for yeah. that? Are we going to do, are we gonna do a uh, watch along for that? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. No, we'll do a, that'll be a separate part. That's what I mean. We'll do like the day yeah. after it's released. Okay, stay tuned, people, for the end of the, yeah. End of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big news is that Rosia Dawson from yeah. Clerks yeah, 2 yeah, she's quality. is going to be Ahsoka in Mando 2. Wow. She is an amazing character and let's face it, when she first appeared, everyone hated her because she's annoying. But she actually did develop into being a really awesome part of the Star Wars sort of universe. Most definitely, yeah. It makes sense. Uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I can see why they would want to do that for Mando Season yeah. 2. I mean, I've got actually a cheap plug. If you've been checking out the socials, the chief dog has been painting some Star Wars miniatures lately. 
and I've been putting the pictures up on Twitter, yeah, you're painting like Twitter a and Instagram, now. and I've got an Ahsoka to do. So she may oh, she cool. may well feature in the, in the next few weeks. Because I know you said you didn't finish Rebels, but you did watch the episodes where she fought Vader, and you had it as one of your highlights of anything you've ever seen in Star Wars. Is that what I said? You said it's one of the best things you've ever seen. Well, like top ten. It's good though. I like the time period of yeah. Rebels a lot. Listen, let's put a uh, let's put a Clone Wars show out there for the listeners, and then after we finish that, let's do a Rebels show. Yeah, into Rebels. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Right. Whew, we're in lockdown. We're in lockdown, but uh, I tell you what, even, even in being in lockdown, we still managed to put some questions to some kids. We did put questions to some kids. Here they are. Hello. What is your favourite type of pasta? I like the curly ones because they're really soft and like they're quite easier to eat. Curly twirlies. Swirly pasta. Spaghetti. Noodles. The curly one, like the, the spring one because it looks cool and it tastes good, even though they all taste the same. Thank you. Right, Chief. Listen, man, uh, uh, I'm going to get in trouble because it's late. Over here in uh, my time, it's coming up on 10pm. The missus is going to have a go at me when I come down at this creaky loft hatch. Well, we're in the same time zone. Yeah, I know zone, we're in the same time, time zone, but when I'm, what I'm saying is I'm coming down out of a creaky loft hatch and she's probably going to be in bed and I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. So, With an axe to so grind. let's wind this, wind this up. Uh, if the people want to do us a favour, they can get onto the iTunes or the Stitcher and they can go onto that purple icon, rate and review us, give us five stars, tell them that uh, Hacker reported and you can find us you know, in other places, if you want to, which is uh, on Twitter, you can find us at the Outer Timers, and Instagram, it's the same place, the Outer Timers, and on Gmail, if you want to get hold of us, it's the Outer Timers at gmail.com. So yeah, hit us up, check it out. Uh, but yeah, we've got some, we've, we've got interesting things going on in uh, the universe over here with uh, Chief and Ben. More news to yeah, come. Yeah, talking about the view askew, we got our, we could have our own version. Yeah, of that by coming. the time this lands, we may well have already informed you, the listeners out there, about our plans. So, as always, we're so now they're just thinking, what the heck are you guys? We're going in on the about? quasi past future time present, like some kind of crazy DeLorean. Who knows what's going on? We certainly don't. No, all I do know is, Chief, we are out of time. No, <laughs> <laughs> we are the outer timers, and we are out of. Time for reals. <laughs>